I've got a hunger Twisting my stomach into knots That my tongue is tied off My brain's repeating If you've got an impulse, let it Welcome to Golf Origin Stories, a show about when and why people fell in love with golf. My name is Chris McEwen, and uh, that's a song by a band called Death Cab for Cutie off their second album way back in 2002 called Transatlanticism. Not the easiest thing for me to say. Uh, it's a song called Sound of Settling. And, you know, full disclosure, uh, I usually prepare these episodes a bit in advance. So, you know, we'll, I'll record with a guest sometime the month of the month prior, uh, of an episode dropping. I schedule it out. I I think I've talked about this before. And then on Sunday, prior to the Tuesday drop, these episodes traditionally become available or go live Tuesday mornings. On Sunday, I will prepare the episode. I'll do the editing and I'll do these intros and the outro and stuff. And then I'll stitch it all together and upload it and off it goes. Well, being Memorial Day weekend, things got a little away from me. We'll just put it that way. Uh, Because I'm recording this intro Tuesday morning. Because I was lying in bed last night. And it was probably, I don't know, 1130 at night or something. And I had realized I hadn't done my prep work. I hadn't prepared this episode to be uploaded. So I apologize for it being a little late. But uh, Sunday, when I would have been doing this kind of thing, I was actually just kind of spending some time with my wife. And uh, we were sitting out in the balcony at the condo here in Chicago. It was a beautiful day. And we were really just kind of enjoying each other's company. I know that kind of sounds corny, but it was true. We were, we were just sitting outside in the sun. We were both having a beer. We were having some great conversations. And it's like, ah, I'll do the episode stuff tomorrow. I got, I got Monday off. I can do it then. Uh, and then Monday came and totally forgot. Straight up, just forgot to do it. We spent the day kind of keeping ourselves busy because you can't go out and do anything. You know, even though it was gorgeous out, you know, we could go to a park, I guess. We went for a bunch of walks, but otherwise we kind of, we kept ourselves busy with the sort of mundane activities of a house. Um, I reorganized a closet and I reorganized a cabinet and we cleaned the place head to toe, but that didn't take very long because it's not very big, but whatever, for whatever reason, I just totally forgot to do it. So I apologize. Uh, But that doesn't mean this week's episode isn't a good one because it really is. I talked to another co-founder of a company, which I really, really enjoy doing, especially a company like Golf Logics. So Pete Charleston, my guest this week, uh, is the co-founder of the company. And for many of us, Golf Logics has probably been on our phones uh, for a long time. It's been one of the leading, if not the leading, golf GPS app out there for years and years. And the cool thing that I really like about golf logics is that when they put out that product initially, I mean, gosh, it must be 10 years ago. Now um, they never stopped kind of pushing the envelope of what the technology could do. So yes, when it launched, it was your run in the mill, so to speak, even though back then it was even still ahead of its time. Um, GPS, golf course app, right? You, you pull up the app, you find your golf course, it gives you your distances and your yardages and your, your whole maps and that sort of thing. And it was, it was perfectly good. It did all the great things that you wanted to do. Kept track of stats and, you know, uh, kept track of scores and, and all those things. But they continued to kind of progress that technology. So a few years ago, they introduced the green reading technology where, it will give you 
all of the slopes and all of the breaks and all of those sorts of things within the app. You can go to a spot on the green with the phone in your hand and you can see where the brakes are. It'll show you. And then they did another thing where if you were to draw a line from where your ball was on the green to where approximately the hole was, it would actually show you the, the line, the putt that you would need to hit to, to make the putt. So they've been continually doing these sorts of things within the app, and it's, it's, it's a wonderful app. It's the one that I've been using for years. I really enjoy it. It's great. Um, but then they did something very, very interesting this year. They've kind of gone almost backwards to the roots of, of the game a little bit. And they have started to offer actual physical yardage books for all these golf courses, which is just a brilliant idea. I mean, they had all this information. They had all this data anyways. And as Pete actually talks about, they were originally a manufacturing company anyways. They were making handheld GPSs before smartphones were out. So that gives you an idea of how long this company's been around. And they understand, and Pete understands that while the technology is great, the GPS app, the phone app is great. Some people don't want to have their phones on them as they play golf. And, and so they decided they're going to take this information and they're going to put it, start putting it in physical yardage books and, and green maps. And I got, I got one. I have one. It's for one of my favorite golf courses in the area. And the cool thing to me as well is the yardage book that they sent me, I can't get at the golf course. They don't make yardage books. So it's just fantastic. And, and while I, I'm, I certainly have my phone on me when I play, obviously I like to play music and I've been using the app and I use it for all those things that it offers. I, li- I like to keep score on it and, and, and all those and keep my, my statistics and, and get help with the greens when I can. Um, but having that phone, having the ability to put my phone away now and just use the yardage book is, is such an exciting idea for me. And it, it's kind of this great throwback feel where you're going to be, you're going to be playing the game. You're going to have to get good at kind of walking off yardages again, but you'll still have all the exact same information that you've had through the app. And the books are great. We talk about them quite a bit in the episode because I'm excited about them. And I know I can tell Pete is very excited about the idea. Um, we talk about the genesis of the company and then we talk about, of course, when and why Pete fell in love with golf. So it's a great conversation. Pete Charleston, is a, he's a great guest. Seems like such a down-to-earth guy. And, um, and I really enjoy the conversation. So hopefully you do too. We'll get into it. It's Golf Origin Stories with GolfLogic's co-founder, Pete Charleston. Okay, Pete, I have in my hands, as we speak... My very first Golf Logics Green Maps and Yardage book. And I have to tell you, I think you might be onto something here. Because you this know, thing is kind of amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. It, uh, it, it, what's interesting about this product is, and I'm sure we'll talk about a little history of Golf Logics um, and all the different things we've done up until date, but you know, we were in the manufacturing business. We were in the device business. We were shipping things. And, um, you know, effectively we got out of that and we became a software company and we've done mm-hmm. nothing but software for the past you know, 11 years. And once we created this green contour data, you know, it's in our app, which we'll discuss. Yeah. Uh, we realized there's a, a good segment of golfers who are golfing because they want to get away from technology. And it's not everybody. But there is a segment that they don't want to take their phone to the green. And right. all of a sudden, I just, my eyes kind of lit up. And I'm like, God, and we, you know, the, the, the pros are using them. I'm like, why wouldn't we create a book? And I know it's weird. And I know we have a software program, an app <laughs> that does right. really well. But why wouldn't we try this? Oh, my God. It, it is. It is I'm, so, I, I just, we're so busy. It's crazy. I'm super so, into it. I'm super into it when it, when it, I got it two days ago, so I haven't taken out on the course yet, but man, I cannot wait because yeah, like you said, okay. And the other piece of it, um, when did, 
So you have all this information. You have the green mapping, which the green mapping um, in the app came out last year. Is that last season? Uh, no, it's actually, we're on boy season three. Oh, really? So maybe I yeah. just... <laughs> It's just, yeah. Is it really? Because no, I was done. I got the, um, so yeah, I got that three years. Wow. It's been three years. Cause I was one, I did a, I wrote a review on it when it first came out and did a whole thing for it. That's a little shocking. It's already been three years, but you had, you had all this information. When did the light bulb go off? Like, you know what? We've got another segment of, of consumer that now we have this, we can just put it in a book. <laughs> well, funny enough, this the whole green contour idea started from seeing these pros on tour what what are they doing i don't and finally we were able to figure it out and we got our hands on one and we're like oh man you know this is amazing why couldn't we do this in our app you know, yeah. for the amateur golfer and you know we did that so that was kind of the precipice behind how we you know we decided to to do the whole green contour thing and <laughs> The, the way we, we ultimately came up with the concept to actually go back into the, I don't want to call it hardware, but it, it really is a hard good, <laughs> right. uh, was, was frankly the, the reviews, the, the, the Facebook complaints, um, the traditionalists that are like, this is cheating. I get, yeah. I don't want my phone. You people, but you know, yeah. And, and I got enough of those and I was like, well, all right, let me, what if I went totally backwards and, and kind of had like this technology, which is this cutting edge, crazy, cool green contour technology. And I mix that with tradition. So, you know, like tradition meets technology. Why wouldn't I go down that path? Mm -hmm. And my partner and I, you know, we, we uh, just went back and forth and we've had a lot of revisions. Um, but boy, as you're looking at it, it, it came out, it came out so good. I know I, it's, so it sits right next to me on my desk ever since I got it. And, uh, when I get on a nice, long, boring conference call for my other job, I just kind of like flip through it and I just kind of look and I study the course a little bit and I study <laughs> the greens and it's just so great. So like, so you've obviously got the, you've got the map of the hole, right? And then you've on the kind of the top page, you've got both the heat map of the green, which I love yep. and all the contours mapped out. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's right there for you. It's, it's just so great. I it, love it. it. It will, as a golfer, it will change your life. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a reason the pros are using it. And uh, literally like 90 plus percent of the field uses it in every yeah. round every day. And yeah, it, it's super fun. You've got a little note section on the back too for yeah. the golf course. It's like you guys thought of everything. You have a, a QR code to kind of teach you how to use it mm -hmm. in the in the book. So impressive. Yeah, there's, so a, there's impressive. an art to it. Um, yeah. But literally, it's not technology. You know, it right. is essentially right. a yardage book. It's been around for, you know, a hundred plus years. People have been drawing, trying to capture the green contours, but no one's, it's too hard. You can't draw, yeah. you know, a hundred or 200 arrows on, on a green, you know, you, you're not good <laughs> enough to chart the green and right. this new technology that's out there is it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it literally, you walk behind the ball and you know, my, my routine is I, I, I'm pulling the book out as I'm walking up there. I mark my ball. I'm standing behind it. I'm looking at my putt, right? And I simply open up the book and I find a bunker or a mound or whatever on the side. And I, I like, everybody's different, but I like to rotate my book to, to the view that I'm looking at. Right, from your and, perspective, sort of? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, then I, oh, okay, yeah, I'm here. Yep, and oh, the ball's ball's right there. And I usually use the heat map one first because I can see the contours. It clearly calls out, you know, some of the right. stuff between myself and the ball. And it's, I think you're more easily able to place the ball and cut. But, you know, once you do that, we, we put really big arrows. So, um, you know, I'm 51, so I'm losing my little short term <laughs> or my short uh, short term memory, of course, but also my, 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 my vision up close. And so we made the arrows yeah. really big so anybody can see them without glasses. And you get a really good feel. Oh, okay. No guessing here. This putt is without a doubt, you know, moving slightly downhill, moving to the right. Okay. Yeah. And if I still like, ah, eh, I can't tell if it's a left edge, a cup or a ball, I'll look down to the, the black and white one. Also more arrows, a little bit smaller, right. but they're black and white. So again, your eyes can see it. And 
there I can kind of refine. Oh yeah. You know, it really doesn't move that much. It's just, I, I think it's just outside left. And I put <laughs> that thing away and I'm like, okay, slightly downhill outside left. And that's my last thought before I put it. And my confidence level on the green is just, it's night and day. Yeah. Like you, 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 we all know, like when, when, when you're unsure, I think your body and your brain and your body both know you're unsure. Um, especially when you're lining up, you know, hitting it, you know, two cups to the right and it actually, you know, goes to the left, you know, you know, you're, or it goes to the right, you know, so it totally changes the confidence level when you're standing behind the ball putting. Yeah. It's really, it's really, so how, how long did it take you guys to map these greens? I mean, you've got, I have yet to come to a course now where that hasn't been an available option, both the approach and the putt. So, I mean, I mean, I'm sure you're still building the database, but like, oh yeah, when you were, when you felt ready to launch it, how long had you guys taken to, to kind of start mapping stuff out? I mean, we're on year six, I think. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we were two, three years just to get the, the mapping and the, you know, the, the software ready. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we've been to market for three years or so and, and uh, yeah, now we've, you know, we've obviously, uh, you know, migrated into, it's another offering. And right. what, here's what's really crazy is I was, con I wouldn't say concerned, but, you know, here we have where that we have the number one app for golf, you know, golf logics and, um, you know, very, very successful. We've got a lot of members and, you know, a lot of people use it. And um, I was like, God, you know, are we, we're going to cannibalize our own members or, you know, right. You know, I know it's in the, it's in the app, but it is amazing how many of our current members, or let me rephrase that. I looked at, I've only looked at 50 um, out of the 5 million members we've had, but because um, <laughs> we just haven't had time, we're filling all these orders. But out of that 50, we had like two thirds of that 50 were either past Golf Logics members and don't have the app anymore. They were our free members. Um, who just use it for, you know, distance center of the green and, and yeah. scores and stats and the whole imagery, or they're one of our, our premium paying members that get access to center of the green touch point distances. They get access to all of our, our putt line and putt breaks, you know, green contour data. People are buying both. Right. And right. what's really interesting is our average order is one and a half books. So it's, you know, the books are $40 at retail our average order is 60. Right. So, right. I, that's just, I mean, I'm like, wow. That That's the, the, well, that's the funny thing that I was going to say, because, so this could be really dangerous because you guys have, basically you have, you have yardage books that don't even exist at the golf course that I placed. You know what I mean? Like, correct. Yeah. So I can't buy this at no. the shop. I have to. So, I mean, it's, it's really great. And yeah. So, um, I will be very soon one of those people. I'll probably be, I'll, I'll raise that average maybe to one and a quarter because I, I have a list already that I'm starting, that I'm starting because we go, we get around a little bit in the Chicago area. We probably play because all my friends live in the suburbs. So we tend to meet around. And so there's got to be at least 10 courses that I'm going to need some books for. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. And then I can like, I can get kind of, uh, you know, I can show off, maybe I can intimidate my, my partners when I, you know, bring out the yardage book instead of using, you know, the app, they'll be like, Oh, McEwen's not joking around anymore. He's writing in that thing and drawing stuff and measuring. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, and it and kind of, I was, I was telling another friend about it is that it kind of, um, it brings back that lost art of kind of, you know, walking off yardage when you need mm -hmm. to and things like that. Right. Like you can kind of get a little closer to the origins of the game. If you're, if you're so inclined. Yeah. And, and it's, it's USGA legal, you know, it's compliant. Well, they call it compliant. That's right. So rules compliant is what we have to say. Um, <laughs> and so tournaments, uh, you know, member guests, USGA, you know, sanctioned events, it's all legal. Yeah. Um, we do have a USGA or a rules compliant mode in, within our app. Right. Um, right. That, that's relatively new, but, um, you know, the book, man, it goes in your back pocket and, you know, if you're playing a course, you don't know. Um, you know, on the bottom half of the book is like your kind of your traditional yardage book style. It's going to show you the whole, so you get an idea of the whole layout. Um, it's got, 
um, you can, it's got a grid, 50 yard grid and then right. little 10 yard hash marks. So you can kind of, Oh, okay. Yep. That bunker is, you know, if you don't have GPS or, you know, or it's, it's easier trying to shoot a laser off the tee sometimes to catch a bunker. Uh, right. you know, you can get an idea of kind of your, your, your shots off the tee. And then, you know, on the approach, you've got your, you know, your, you know, your layup distances. Um, and then, you know, what, what's really cool about the book it, on the top part it, it, with the heat map, it's not just the, um, you know, that when you're putting, when you're making your approach and, and this is, this is why pros are I mean, a practice, but B they're, they're so right. good as course management. Right. And when you're standing out there in the fairway and you can look down this heat map, I mean, okay. Yeah. looks like pins uh, back, right. Well, you know, if you haven't played that course that much, or even if you have, um, it's going to make you a lot smarter even playing your own private course because you look at it and go, Oh wow. Look at that green break, like the pins in the back, right. But you know, yes, stuff kind of feeds. So, but everything feeds down to the left. If you, if you're five yards left of the pin, everything falls way down left. Right. So maybe right. I should just try to be short. And I mean, you can make so much uh, better of a decision, you know, on your approach shots. And then when you do hit that good one and you actually played the way you should, you're going to be below the hole with a straight uphill putt. I mean, yep. wow. Yep. Like, who doesn't I, want that? I know. I'm so excited. Pete, I'm so excited about it. I can't even contain myself. It's just so great. But let's, let's, let's pivot to the actual app. Now this, this, you guys were, I have so many questions about the app, I, you know, um, just from a technological perspective. And I was, um, you're a little old, older than me, but I was also part of the generation that um, first began to use GPS when it became available yeah, uh, kind of to the public. Yeah. yeah. And so I had a job that um, I installed um, like transmitters that would send out the time to clocks. Right. And we were using GPS satellite to sync all the clocks. Right. And so what was it like for you like, did you have the idea right away to, to kind of start using it in this way? Or, or how did that kind of come about when, when GPS became kind of legal, right? Um, and then because you didn't start on smartphones, you guys had an actual handheld, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we founded the company in, in 1999. And um, GPS, I'd say at that point, when we were raising money and we were talking to people, if you, if you asked someone on the street, what GPS was, I'll bet you one or two out of 10 knew what GPS stood for. Yeah. And if they were like, a pilot, they, they weren't in cars yet. Right. It was really right. early in the GPS space and the technology was, you know, ra you know, rather crude at the beginning. Um, we were fortunate enough to, well, we got a patent. We filed for a patent on, um, tracking the real game performance data using a handheld GPS device while you're out on the golf course. So essentially we, we, we had a, uh, a handheld GPS device. We partnered with Garmin. We, they, they built our hardware. We wrote the software and we, we, we had a little kiosk at the golf course and you had a touch screen and a, this big old Xerox printer and you plug in this device, you put your name in there and your email address and you go out and use this device out in the course and you basically kind of press a button every time you're, you were going to tee off every time you hit your approach, every time you chipped and putted. Oh. Um, and, it, and at the end of the round, it actually printed out this three page color printout showed you each individual hole in color and basically where, where you hit from, where it landed, what club you use, how far you hit it. And then the third page was this really cool summary of your round, like your score, um, your average distances, your longest, how many times you hit each club, your greens and regulations, fairways hit, how many putts. It was really, really cool. Yeah. And it, it just printed out. Well, we got three courses here in the Scottsdale area and realized that we were way too ahead of our time. And, <laughs> you know, there was no touch screens back then. There was yeah. no smart devices. You know, everything was like this manual clunky series of button presses and, so ultimately, even though our idea was really cool, we we transitioned into um, really easy to read black and white um, front, middle, back of the green carry distances off the tee box. So we were uh, the first handheld GPS device 
uh, in 2001 uh, out on the market. And but we wow. but it was illegal, as you mentioned. So yeah. we had to sell direct to golf courses. We either leased them or sold them, and they would in turn hand them out to their golfers or upcharge them to go use them out on the golf course that day. <laughs> and we were we were you know we got on Pebble Beach, we're on Valderrama, we're in Mission Hills in China. We got in a lot of really big name courses. I had distributors all around the world selling for us, and we did fairly well, but it just couldn't really scale it. And in I want to say kind of. 04 is when Skycaddy started making a little splash and they were the first company to come in and sell at retail, even though it was illegal. Yeah. People were buying them yeah. and we were watching it and we were like, oh boy, but it's illegal. That's a big risk to raise money and try to do this whole retail thing. And then sure enough, you know, we hear the USGA is going to pass this. Boom, they pass. We go out and raise a bunch of money and we go to retail and it's still a Garmin device, but branded Golf Logics with our logo on it. And, um, you know, we went out and mapped, you know, we used satellite imagery yeah. um, and, and mapped all these courses around the world and had an amazing 2007. And then 2008, we hired uh, uh, Costas and McCord, Peter McCord and Peter Costas, to, to be in our, when they used to have long form infomercials, the, the yeah. 30 minute yeah. infomercials. Yeah. And we, we literally, I think we dropped five, six million dollars on the golf channel there. It was unbelievable how much money we were spending. We were running like two commercials a day. Oh, the and, golden age of golf oh, infomercials, man. <laughs> it was crazy. And the more we spent, yeah. the more people would order either online or that we had a telesales department. But then they would go and they'd go into their local pro shop. They'd go into Dick's Sporting Goods. You know, it, it was amazing how <laughs> explosive 2008 was for us. But in the middle of that year, we felt it early here uh, because we're a real estate driven market. We saw the economy start to melt. Yeah. And we kind of got a sneak peek of what was coming for the financial crisis. And uh, we're like, and this, the, the Blackberry um, was, <laughs> it was just coming out with GPS on board and, and was, t you know, talking about doing some apps. And so we started interviewing developers and this and that. And we went to our investors and like, I know we just had our best year ever. <laughs> However, <laughs> we're going to go down this other path. We'll stay parallel. We'll keep this other product going, but we're going to go and we're going to develop the first golf GPS app. Yeah. And we went full steam ahead. We, we launched in July of 09 on the BlackBerry curve, which had this tiny little screen. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then iPhone, the first iPhone with GPS on board uh, came out um, right just towards the end of July. And we launched right at the end of July, early August, 09, on the, the first uh, iPhone. And, man, there was no looking back. I mean, we just exploded. Uh, you know, we were spending a ton of money on TV, advertising, you know, a golf app, which no one even, most people didn't even yeah. know there were apps available for phones. Yeah, right. I mean, how many? And they still I, call them smartphones. And, yeah, they could, there could only have been like a handful of apps at that point, you know? Like, I feel like, wow, you guys are I really can't imagine there were. When we we put our app, you know, on on you know in on the, in the app store for Apple, there couldn't have been more than twenty thousand total. I don't even know if there was that many. Right. You know, now right. I, it would I couldn't even dare to count how many millions. <laughs> There's twenty thousand games. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was. You know, it was nuts, and you know what was funny is Apple didn't even they didn't allow you. So we had a recurring uh, annual fee. Um, so we'd sell our device. It's called two ninety nine, and mm -hmm. then um, we had a twenty nine ninety nine a year would be their kind of your annual fee. Us and Skycaddy did it. Okay. And so when we moved over to the the, the smartphone space, uh, we're like, okay, great. And Apple goes, well, no, you just sell it one time for thirty dollars. I'm like, well, that's not good for us or the customer. <laughs> Why don't right. I have any incentive to update their map and, and, and innovate if yeah. I only get paid once and I've stuck with them for life? And they're like, well, sorry, you can you can put it in our store and then you can collect money, you know, via credit card. I'm like, great. So we, we weren't Apple's best friend because, we, <laughs> you know, they they could tell how many downloads we were getting. And, right. you know, we were getting to keep all of our money. You know, Apple charges 30 percent. So, oh, wow. Yeah, it's a, a nice chunk of the revenue uh, yeah. for year one. But 
you know, they've built one heck of a platform. Um, they make it easy for everybody, you know, to download it. You know, they, they do a great job making sure your app doesn't crash. And, um, so it's, it's, it's ended up being a, you know, fantastic partnership and it's, you know, it's an incredible way to, you know, to promote our app. Yeah. And you, you guys had started, is it true that you were kind of out of the garage, like one of the out of your garage kind of companies? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, really? yeah. what's funny is we, we raised a decent amount of money and then the dot-com bubble burst. Yeah. And we started as golflogics.com, of course, right? Through the yeah. dot-com in the end, that was worth like an extra million. Right. Um, and that burst and the money dried up pretty hard. Um, and we had to go and just raise it, you know, private investor by private investor. And we got a lot of really great investors and we kind of just went through the process and we had a number of different nice offices. And by the time we got to like, Oh three, you know, we, we just were running out of money and we're like, boy, you know, I had this big old three car garage and I'm like, Hey, you know, why, why we don't need an office. Let's cut that expense out of there. And who needs to drop 10 grand a month? Let's we'll save that. And yeah, we had about a good year and a half out of the garage. Wow. Yeah. Man, and, you guys have seen some stuff. You've been oh, through yeah. it. Holy cow. No, we are uh you are resilient spicy, to say the least. Feisty entrepreneurs. <laughs> That's right. Wow. So what what let's talk about your background a little bit. How did so how did you get in we'll, we'll start with, you know, how you got involved in in golf in the first place. Was it was it through golf logics or were you you know, a golf psycho like the rest of us? And and just kind of decided you were going to do something for your with your career in the game. <laughs> no, so I, you know I was a you know big athlete. I, I was a basketball player. I played played in college. Um, graduate. I didn't play. I didn't play golf in high school. I didn't know anybody that played golf. I thought golf was for dorks. Like I, I was like, <laughs> Meh. so many stories. Game? So yeah. many stories start this way. It's yeah. so funny. <laughs> I'm like, give me a break. No, I don't want to go play golf. Like, this is stupid. Can I take my shirt off? Like, can I play with bare feet? No, right. I'll go play beach volleyball. You know I mean? You know, it wasn't, wasn't my deal. And, um, never picked up a club and we had moved a prior business to this, uh, down to Scott. So I'm from the Seattle area and oh, okay. I moved a prior business down here, uh, in, uh, like 1997 but I was down here. Everybody's trying to get me to play. My cousin played. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Stupid. I'm not going to play golf. And finally, someone dragged me out. And I'm like, oh, my God. This <laughs> is so fun. It's so hard. Like, as a competitive athlete, it, it, like, it got me immediately. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. You know. it, kind of, um, it kind of breaks your brain the first time you play. Because I, I was, you know, I played baseball and I played other kind of team sports. I never played a sport quite like golf. Um, and then the fact that it, it's so hard and it doesn't yeah. seem like it should be. And, and as athletes, right, we grew up hitting oh. balls and everything else and, and the ball was moving or, you know, other people are running around us. This Instead, we're, you know, everything is kind of stagnant and it's just you. Yeah. And it's the most bizarre thing. Yeah. No, it makes no sense. I mean, basketball, I've got a 6'8", 230-pound dude trying to <laughs> take my head off, you know, right. before I get a shot off. And, you know, here I get this little cute white ball all teed up all nicely, and <laughs> I don't have a certain amount of time. I got to hit it. <laughs> there's just right. there's no reason we can't play this stupid game yet <laughs> on any given day, on any given shot, any given minute. You know, you look like you just started playing the game, and you're like, oh, God, that's humbling. <laughs> yeah, but then the next shot, the next shot, you could you look like a pro, like you can hit a shot that the pros hit, right? Well, what's funny? So in, we're fortunate in our in our golf logics office, which is really cool. We're in in an old town, Scottsdale, right in downtown. Oh, kind of yeah. park, you can walk everywhere, and we got this cool, like modern kind of industrial office. And in that office, we have a, a full swing golf simulator that they so graciously uh, provided for us. Um, and I, I just recently hired uh, a director of sales for my green books and he's a plus four played at Ole Miss. He just graduated oh, just a stick, right? Grew up as a yeah. kid. His dad's a player. His grandpa's a player. Um, 
you know, so this guy's good, right? So, <laughs> but on the sim, it's kind of because I'm used to it, putting and chipping, very difficult and, and little pitch shots. Um, right. So I can, so I, I, I'm, I'm playing him straight up and for a little while and then he's going to really beat me down. But <laughs> so he's beat me. I think I've played this, I've played him twice. He's beat me, you know, by two, three strokes every time, but not bad. I'm, I'm a kind of eight, nine handicap. Okay. Uh, so I'm hanging in there with him. But today I decided, oh, let's play Beth Page Black because that's one of the, you know, the courses on our, our full swing golf simulator. And, oh, I've never played it. Good Lord. So it defaults to the tips. It's oh, 7,400 and something yards. Yeah. Good God. I mean, I'd be so happy. I'd hit a drive like 278. I'd be like, yes, I bombed it. And I'd look down and be like, I've got to hit a three wood on my next right. shot. <laughs> I'm like, this sucks. How could it? I, I couldn't even play this course from the tips. But he was bombing it by me. You know, he was hitting all his drives, you know, 300, 280, 290. And I'm like, ugh. So he's just generally 20, 30 yards past me. And then I kept leaving my stuff short because you know, I just couldn't get there. I'd be up up in the bunker. I'd be mm -hmm. like, God. But we looked at the stat. I only lost by two. I shot 78. He shot 76. And wow. we looked at the stats after the round. And I got up and down. I saved par 11 times. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was in every bunker and I just kept hitting it like i just kept like sticking these crazy shots and that's how i play golf like you know my driver's yeah. decent my irons are awful uh but my <laughs> my short game is really good basketball is like i got that distance thing down like i it's like jump shots you know 5 10 15 10 foot 15 foot you don't think you just you feel the right. distance right so putt you know putting is relatively easy for me except for bringing it back to you know our green books except for reading the greens I am a yeah. terrible green reader. I didn't grow up playing golf. I don't see I don't see the the putt break. Um, but if I'm playing with a caddy, oh, it's amazing. The guy goes, <laughs> hit it right here. And I'm like, perfect. Don't yeah. <laughs> so this this little green book, the golf logic green book, is like it's almost like having a little caddy in your back pocket. A really not just any caddy, a really good caddy that's been at the right. course for 30 years and knows right. every break. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. One of the reasons I'm excited to use it is because I want to. I want to see how bad I am at reading greens because I know the greens. <laughs> I know the greens that I'm going to take this. You know, take the book to, and you know, if, if I'm going to think I see something. I'm going to look at the book and be like, "Oh my god, I am just the worst at this whole thing." Uh, I can't wait for that. Yeah, so it will happen a number of times each round, and what. The, you know, I'm not going to tell you're going to make more putts because of this, because we know like outside 10 feet even the tour players aren't making, you know, a, a high percentage of their putts. But sure. what it does is it absolutely almost eliminates your three putts. I mean, you are going to be the envy of your, you know, your golfing partners or, you know, not the envy. You're going to, they're going to be mad at you. You'll probably be taking their money, right. but <laughs> right. you know, when you're, that's good, pick it up, pick it up. You're going to hear a lot more than that. Cause it's, you're so confident and you put this nice, aggressive, firm stroke on it. You're like, Oh, even if I screw this up a little bit, I'm putting to the right side of the hole. Exactly. Even though it yeah. doesn't look downhill or whatever. Oh God, this is slightly downhill. I didn't see that. It's, so it's, uh, pretty cool. So you, you started playing golf in 97 and you started a golf company in 99. Yeah. That, so, wow, that is a bug. That bug got you good. <laughs> yeah and Jeez. frankly i i don't even think I, really for 97 i don't think i i don't think i played golf in 97 i think i picked up my first club in 98 wow so literally it was about a year from when i picked up my first club to where there were three of us at that time that we decided to start this you know this company golf logics man but i was hopelessly addicted that's quite the pivot <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So, did you you have you always been kind of entrepreneurial though in in your other careers, so to speak? And so you just kind of saw an opportunity after you had played it and said, "I think, I think I might have an idea for something." Or, or how did this like? How did you kind of transition into it? Well, I, I, to this date, I've never had a job. Um, I mean, I take that back. I did work for two months before I got fired at McDonald's. 
in high school in the summer because that's where all the cute girls worked. But <laughs> other than that, I've never held a job. I, I um, you know, got out of college. I, 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 I you know, worked with, you know, my uncle in this entrepreneurial deal. And um, that morphed into um, the, the the deal that I ended up moving down to, to Scottsdale. We were the first company to put premium cigars in humidors in convenience stores in across the country. You're kidding. Yeah, we took it public on the NASDAQ and um it was uh, another crazy roller coaster. Um but yeah, it was uh pretty wild. We hit that cigar boom that was in ninety six, ninety seven. Wow. And yeah, we had seven eleven and Circle K and we actually built these beautiful wooden humidors and we had them like front counter placement and 25,000 convenience stores across the country in Canada. And it's a Holy pretty wild cow. ride. Yeah. Man. Yeah. You really have you've done some stuff there. Pete Charleston. <laughs> I'm, I'm thoroughly I'm sorry. impressed. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> so the other question before I, I let you go is, is, you know, we, we've talked about the when a little bit, but you know, it has the why it has, how's the why kind of, uh, defined or why you love the game so much? What what defines it, you know, for you that that love? Well, as an athlete and as an aging athlete, as much as I hate to admit it, um, you know, there's there's not a lot that you can really get your competitive juices flowing. Um, I recently got hooked on pickleball, but we'll save that for another time. Um, <laughs> when I start my pickleball origin story podcast, I'll have you on for that. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, pickleball.com. I think I just locked it in. Uh, fastest growing <laughs> sport in America. <laughs> um, no. So I, I love to gamble. You know, I love, I love playing in tournaments. I play much better. Like if I'm playing for nothing, um, hmm. Sometimes I have a couple of bad holes. It's hard to keep in my head in it because I'm like, oh, I'm not going to break my score today. Yeah. But you know, when you've got a little, you know, a little skin in the game, or you're playing in a tournament, it's I love trying to control. You know, I love having that putt. You know, on the 18th hole to stay in the match or to win, and you know, just like trying to control your handshakes. You know, and you're like, oh, <laughs> come on, baby. Um, so I, that I, I love it, and and you can it you travel, you you get it. Where are you going to spend that much time with your great friends? Where are you going to meet new friends? Where are you going to have cocktails and dinner? And you know, it's it's a whole experience. And you know, I'm fortunate enough to be a member of a private club, Arizona Country Club here, which is just a it's just the greatest club. I mean, we have so many guys, young guys. There's always games, no matter what you want. Yeah, uh, everybody's having a cocktail or smoking a cigar. Or, I mean, it's just that it's so much fun. <laughs> it's funny. Um, I remember I've only competed, you know, I've only played competitively, you know, a few times or whatever, but, um, you know, growing up in sports and, and competing, you know, in different tournaments and things like that in baseball or whatever it may be, but the nerves on a green on a oh. putting green are so much different. It just blew my mind. I remember the first time being like, I can't believe how, how nervous I am over this stupid putt. It's like, it's a seven footer. Yep. Well, right. and, and one more shameless plug on, you know, this golf logics green book, you know, which you can, you know, find at golflogics.com. But you, I played in the last tournament I played in before this whole COVID mess. Um, we had our, our, our club tournament and it was our, our member member, Calcutta, big number, big, big, big number. <laughs> and I had just gotten the green books and I just gotten improved by the USGA. So I was super confident. No one's going to call me out. Right. And we had our greens running like 12. Cause they kind of ran between like a 12 and a 12 five. I mean, they right. were slick. <laughs> yeah. And I had my green book and my partner had his green book and he was, he only played 10 rounds at our course. He was a new member and we came out there I did not three putt once in three days. It was wow. ridiculous. And everybody that we played with each day are like going, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you know, and it was just, it was, uh, when, when the greens are that fast yeah. and you, you know, and you're nervous, you're playing for a lot of money. And it, when you have that confidence, when you know with certainty, whether the putt's going right or left or uphill or downhill, it changes your whole mentality. Like, you don't have the shakes anymore. 
you know, you got yeah. the, still the three, four foot knee knockers, which, you know, it's not a read, it's hitting the ball in the cup, but yeah, yeah. anything where you're further out, you just, you just knew. Yeah. So it's, it's fun. That's, that's so great. I can't wait to use this ridiculous book. I can't believe how happy this, I haven't even used it yet. And I'm so happy that I have it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to create a monster. Like it, it, once you start playing with them, you know, and, and you, you go to a course where you don't have it and, and you're missing putts and you can't read the green. You're like, Oh, right. Right. And, you know, then I'll be, then I'll be on the look. phone putting oh, yeah. an order in. <laughs> yeah, I know a guy. I, I, he'll take right. care of it. Right. right. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a tournament, uh, against, it's like a family tournament oh, yeah, down in Arizona, important. down in Arizona. Yeah. So you can, I can guarantee I'll be putting in an order for that book and I will not oh, be course, sharing the link. Um, oh, what it's, um, it's in, uh, it's up in flag. Oh, um, nice. yeah, we're going to be, so we've, we rotate around Arizona a little bit. We'll, we'll, we go, I go out there every year and, um, there's like 20 of us that get together and play. Um, oh, I can't remember. Is it elephant rocks maybe up there? Um, I remember in flag, there's a lot yeah, of great courses up there. I know. Yeah, there are. There's some, it'll be nice and cool. Ones. Yep. Yep, because we do the summer. Blazing heat. Yeah. Right, exactly. We've learned that real quick. We had our first year was in Tucson Ugh. in July. <laughs> yeah. It was rough. But now they're yeah, hotter than we are in Phoenix. This is right. really bad. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, so I'll be maybe I'll I'll be sending an email to some people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I welcome it. I'll take care of you. <laughs> but um, yeah, so as the rest of the year for Golf Logics is just gonna be shipping out boxes and boxes of books or do you guys have anything else that you're going to, you're going to surprise us with? Uh, yes, but I, I, it's, it'll be app related. Okay. Um, but in, until I, we got to get it just a little bit further. We're really pushing the edges of technology uh, with this. And it is, it's, it's really, really, really cool. That's um, pretty fun. But I don't want to talk about it yet. Cause I, uh, actually we did get a build today that I get to go out to the course tomorrow morning and uh, they, they think we're really close. So really? it could be like three weeks out. It could be six months out. Right. <laughs> of course. Well, challenge know, yeah. with software. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hitting the, um, I guess I can't imagine hitting the go button on a new feature is a, it's gotta be a pretty stressful moment to like launching something like that out into the world. Yeah. For a bunch of different levels. And, Generally, when we launch it, we know it works. So, sure. so that part isn't generally the problem. There are always little things with software. But the part that's tough is because you've helped build it and create it and you've used it so many times and you know it inside and out, you're too close to it. Yeah. So we try to do a lot of user testing, but you can only do so much. So, yeah, you get 20, 30, 50 people using it. You get their feedback, blah, blah, blah. But when you put it out there and and you know, on any given day, you got 20,000 people playing around with it. You know, you're like, Oh, you know, if, if you missed on something like it, you're, and it's all about that user interface, right? You know, you, you, it has to be someone who's never used it. needs to be able to turn it on and figure it out and figure it out quickly. Yeah. And that's the hardest part. And so yeah. generally we'll, we'll launch something and frankly, it's probably not ready, but you got, <laughs> sometimes you just got to draw a line in the sand. You got to throw it out there. And then you yeah. watch your reviews, you watch your emails and you're like, oh, oh God, you know what? You're right. Why didn't we do it that way? Oh, if we just spelled it this way or if we flip flop that step and, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll go through three revisions in probably a month, a month and a half and just these little tweaks and then bam, got it, you know, okay. <laughs> and then we can move yeah. on to like, you know, the next feature. Yeah, man. So fun. I could talk about that stuff for much longer. But yeah, I mean, even there's always, there's always kind of a, like an inadvertent blind spot. And you're, you're right. Like consumers are just not that they're, they're, they're much smarter now. I mean, it's kind of cool too, because between the app and the books now you're capturing basically every current generation of golfer. Yeah. Right. And so some of them are a little more savvy than others. And some of them can really kind of find those things for you much quicker than you know, like you said, you you get too close to it and you get kind of almost used to the way that something works, you know, because you've seen it develop the whole way. Right. That's just super interesting. Sometimes people say something like, 
oh, we're idiots. How do we not take <laughs> It's just one. It could be a review, right? Sure. And you're like, oh, God, we're, I mean, how do we miss that? You're like, it's just right. such a, right. you just get that sucker punch in the gut. Like, God, ah, that was a, that was a dumb one. And, you know, <laughs> sure enough, you make the change and that's why we've been successful. Like we, you know, we take pride in everything we do, but we don't let our egos get in the way and we're not always right. And, you know, you know, when you have, you know, hundreds, hundreds of thousands of members on any given week playing, you know, your golf and during season, you know, you got million, you know, and it's like, wow, you yeah. know, you screw it up. You hear about it. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I, I bet you love it. Like it's gotta be so much fun for, for you and your, your sort of golf logics cohorts just to see, even just to get like, man, you're, you have the most popular golf app like in the world. Like yeah, that's, yeah. Um, that's amazing. Um, yeah. It is super fun. And, and, and granted it's fun now that we have something new, like totally new and different and with the green books. And it's something that I think you mentioned earlier, I would say probably 98% of the courses, maybe higher, don't have access to this data. Don't have a green book for their course. And I'm talking like high level, high profile courses. Don't even have the data for their own greens. And we have it. And, you know, we're going to go out, we're in the process. We're going to send out three. We're going full on guerrilla marketing style. You know, we are, we're going to send out three free books um, to every, you know, maybe not every right out of the gate, but we're going to start sending three free books out to every head pro. Oh man. And just start firing them out there. Cause we know once you, like you yep. did, the reaction is, Oh, let me go to whole 14. You know, they all, you know, it's like, right. oh, see, right. I told you, like, see that thing, that thing always goes to the left, the green slit, you know I mean? That's people start looking at their own greens and it just blows their mind. Cause it's, you, you, have given them like the treasure map is what this it's, is. It's true. It's 100% true. You still got to hit the putt. It's still traditional. It's no different than marking up, you know, a piece of paper, which is right. totally legal. And old Tom Morris was doing that way back in the day, but you know, we've made it way easier to read and we've made it uniform and consistent. Man. So you guys, you guys are going to go kind of green grass too on it or at least try oh, to hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, we, that's, we, yeah. You know, we, we want the golf courses to sell this. I mean, think about what a game changer, uh, the yeah. member guest, right? Yeah. People are going to be ordering a hundred at a time for their course member guest or their member member. Um, if, if I would have had a table out, cause this was before we launched, if I would have had a table, with as much money was on the line with our Calcutta and how competitive everybody is. And I remember, remember we had 120 players. I, I would have been shocked if we wouldn't have sold at least a hundred, if not the whole field. Yeah. Like who, who's not serious yeah. enough, serious enough to spend 40 bucks right. if they're playing in a tournament. <laughs> right. Right. For three days. It's totally true. So, yeah. So yes, we want, I'm calling all green grass. Like, you know, we have a, a reseller section on our website. They can, they can call in, they sign up, you know, we send them three free books and no strings attached and they get to play with them, hand them out to their influencers or their, you know, their better players or, or their 15 handicaps that, you know, they think they would need help. Um, and then the minimum order is only 12. So it's a $300 order and we Jeez. send you a little, send them a little plastic discounter display and they're off and running. So Man. it's the biggest no brainer for a golf course. And then, we just touch base and we start, you know, we get their calendars on the schedule and then, then they can order them for their, their upcoming tournaments once they've proven that they sell. Sure. Boy. Yeah. I said it, I said it off from the get go. I think, I think you're onto something, Pete. I think you got something here. <laughs> I, I do too. I'm, I'm just, I've been working like 14 hour days. Like I've had <laughs> as any bad. entrepreneur, like we got so many orders so quick. I, I we're like, Oh my God. God, how are we going to keep up with this? And we were like, myself, my business partner, I mean, hats on backwards. Like we're back there because we, we actually, each book is custom, right? So, yeah, you know, that course, we build right. a book. So if we haven't already built that book, we got to create the course, create the course file. And then we print the whole thing. And we, we, we set up a whole printing operation, a printing press and, and a yeah. stapler folder and a, and a cutter, um, all that stuff in our office. And we hired a guy that runs it and um, it's so cool when you see, you know, we get an order and 
boom, it runs, boom, prints, comes through, they cut it, it goes to this machine, it sends it through, and it it, it, it staples it. And it's called saddle, saddle, or saddle stitching. It stitches yeah. it, and it folds it, and then we trim the face again, and then you got to ship it out, but it came so quick. I mean, it was it was just silly. I was making post office runs at the main Phoenix post office at at eight, you know, eight fifty eight because it closed at nine, just trying to get the orders out. Man, but it's That's a good awesome. feeling. Yeah. Hey, thanks for thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, this is fun. This was uh, I'm I've I've really enjoyed um, like getting to these these companies that I've kind of grown to really admire and love to get guys like you on. And thankfully you guys all, I don't know, maybe it's just the golf culture or, or whatever it is, but like, like you're a super cool guy. Like all you people are just like so nice and normal, you know, you're just like, you just love the game and you want to contribute to it. And I think you just kind of make the game better for everybody. And that's, that's super cool. No, it's it, thank you. It's, it's, it's been super fun to be on and I love chatting about, entrepreneurial things and all the things that we've gone through to get it to where it is. And, <laughs> you know, we screw up orders all the time with the green books. Even now we're like, Oh, whoops, shift the wrong book. You know, we're going too fast. You know? Right. Right. And we apologize. Hey, you know, I'm so sorry. And you know what? People are so cool. They're like, Oh, as long as you respond quickly and like my bad, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know, we right. put the wrong, you know, we assembled the wrong book and put the cover on the other book. This just doesn't look anything like my course. And they're like, Oh, we look at the file. Oh yeah. Whoops. You know, but, but we, you know, that was, we've been, we're three weeks in now. We're starting to really hit the, hit the stride. Nice. Nice. Well, thanks again. I really do appreciate it. Excellent. Well, good luck in your uh, upcoming tournament and I'm excited for you to get out, uh, get out on your course and hopefully uh, Chicago opens up soon. Get the, get this economy moving, get everybody golfing and eating and, and back yeah. to where we were. Fingers crossed. Right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Thank you. Bye bye. So that's Pete Charleston. And I don't know why I continue to be surprised that the people involved in this game that we love and the people that have basically dedicated their careers to contributing to it are such great people. I don't know. I just, I guess I just, I refuse to take that for granted. But uh, I am just continually impressed with the people within our game, whether it be some of the, some of the people that I've, I've spoken to that just play it, you know, that I've met along my kind of Twitter life um, or people that like Pete uh, and, and, and these co-founders and these CEOs uh, and engineers and, and different people that really, they make this game just a little bit more fun for us or a little bit more easier or, or whatever it may be. Um, I, I just, I'm just so happy that they're part of our community and I'm so impressed with them and very appreciative. So I just don't want that to go unsaid because it, it's great. And, uh, I think for all the, I guess, if you want to call them flaws within our, our little golf community, I think far and away, there are more of us that are good and appreciative and friendly and just want what's best for the game and just want to be able to enjoy it. Uh, however they feel like they want to enjoy it. And I think that's part of what makes this game so great and, and why I love it so much. So that's the show again. I'm sorry that it's late. Uh, hopefully you found something else to, to do while you're waiting for this episode to come. Uh, but, uh, again, thanks to Pete for coming on. Thank you for the amazing, amazing yardage book. I can guarantee you that I would be placing more orders, uh, for some more yardage books. There's, there's tons of courses that you just can't get them. You can't get them. And, uh, I, I can already get a sense from using it that it will become yet another golf addiction of mine. And I'll have this nice little library of yardage book. So I'm pretty excited about that. And, um, and yeah, so hope everyone is, is hanging in there and is safe, had a great Memorial day weekend and, uh, and took some time to appreciate those that have fallen in defense of our freedoms and our country. Always, uh, it's always important to do that. 
And if you didn't, maybe just take a minute today to say thank you. Uh, because, man, did those people deserve it. But with that, I leave you with a little bit more of the fun little poppy Death Cab for Cutie track called Sound of Settling. I will talk to everyone next week, and I promise it will be on time and available for your ears. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you next week. Stomach into knots